Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is God Shows No Partiality. The scripture verse is Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. I was at a Super Bowl party last night, and I was talking with another woman who was there. I'm not really into football, so I was in the kitchen with the food most of the night. I am not sure if she's into football and was just being nice, but she visited with me for the first half of the game. We were talking, and she mentioned that her favorite Bible story was about Cornelius. I have to admit, when she first said it, I was not sure who she was talking about. Then when she mentioned Peter visiting him, I remembered the story. I will recap it briefly for you in case you, like me, did not remember the story. In Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. One afternoon at about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he clearly saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks of those who served him, and after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and then the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. Right after this dream, Cornelius's men reached the gate and asked for Peter. Peter went down to meet Cornelius and asked why they sent for him. Cornelius explained the angel, and that is when Peter said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation— Anyone who fears him 
and does what is right is acceptable to him. Peter began to preach to Cornelius and to all who were present that day, and the Holy Spirit came down and fell upon all of them. What my new friend loved about this story is that the angel appeared to the Roman soldier and told him that God saw his deeds and they were good. A Roman soldier did good deeds. The Romans were not good to the Israelites. They were persecuting them. You would think God would not want anything to do with them. And yet, he sends an angel to tell Cornelius that his prayers are being heard. She said she grew up being taught that our actions can't be good because we are nothing compared to God. Jesus is so pure and our actions can never be pure or clean compared to this. She loves this verse because if a Roman soldier can be told his actions are pleasing to the Lord, then surely our actions can be pleasing too. I liked this verse above because Peter says, I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. I love this because I think we all tend to forget this. We look at some people or some groups of people and we count them out of God's plan. We think because of this reason or that reason, they can't be saved. They can't be God-faring individuals. Do you know what I mean? You might look at someone that is dressed in goth-type clothes. They wear all black, and they have their nose pierced, and they wear a choke collar, and you think they can't possibly believe in God. But it says right here that God shows no partiality. He doesn't care what you're wearing or what you look like. He doesn't care what job you have or what country you come from. What God cares about is if you're following his laws. Are you loving others and yourself? Are you putting him above all else? When Jesus walked the earth, Gentiles and Jews did not associate. Jesus broke this mold and talked to anyone he wanted to. However, Peter needed this dream he had, as well as witnessing the Holy Spirit descend on the Gentiles in order to understand that God does not care who you are or where you came from. He cares what is in your heart and if you love him or not. It saddens me to think we are 2,000 years later and we are still judging others and deciding who we think is able to worship God. I wonder when we will learn to accept that God is the only judge. We only see what is on the outside and God sees what is on the inside. We see how people act out in the world, and God sees how they act all the time. It reminds me of when Samuel went to anoint David as future king. Samuel was told to take anointing oil and go to anoint one of Jesse's sons as the next king. Samuel saw several of Jesse's sons, and they looked like king material. Each time the Lord told Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Here we are 2,000 years later. Actually, we're well past 2,000 years if we go back all the way to when Samuel lived. And we are still looking at appearances instead of looking on the inside. We may have our ideas of who we think is capable of getting into heaven and who isn't. But what we think doesn't really matter. It's not up to us. We don't get a say in it, 
and that is awesome. It is awesome that God doesn't rely on us to help him decide who gets in and who doesn't because we are flawed and many of us tend to see the worst in people. We have all of our history, all of our baggage, all that we've been through that clouds our judgment. We look at everyone through a filter that was created by all we have experienced over the years. God doesn't have this filter. He can see with crystal clear vision into our hearts and instantly knows our true motives. The next time we are tempted to judge someone, we should remember that God is judging us in the same way we judge others. It would be great if we could all stop judging because it's the right thing to do. However, if you're not there yet, if you feel like your job is to judge others and you don't want to stop just because it's the right thing to do, then maybe you can stop if you remember that God is judging you in that same way. When you come to your final days and you head up to God to talk about your time here on earth, do you want God to judge you on your appearance, your financial status, your job title, your skin color, or any other characteristics that you are judging others for here on earth? I doubt it. I doubt anyone wants that. Peter said, I truly understand God shows no partiality. If God shows no partiality, then why do we? Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless all those listening to this episode today. Lord, help us to stop judging others. Help us to stop feeling like our actions aren't good enough. Help us to understand that you are not partial to one race or another. You are not partial to one religion or another. You aren't so rigid that whole groups of people are excluded from your kingdom. You view each one of us on an individual basis, and we are so grateful for that. Help us to do the same, Lord. Help us to see others through your eyes, not our own. Lord, you are amazing. You are so powerful, and we are so grateful for all you do. We ask all of this in accordance with your will and in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus. If you would be willing to share a story or a testimony on how Jesus is working in your life, please reach out to me and let me know. My email is katherine at findingtruenorthcoaching.com or you can click on the link in the show notes. I look forward to spending time with you again tomorrow. Remember, Jesus loves you and so do I. Have a blessed day. 